This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and I have won two maxi challenges and three mini challenges. <laughs> My name is Erin and I'm Shady, Harry, and a thief. <laughs> You're listening <laughs> to Sissy That Pod, your favorite RuPaul's reaction podcast. And today we're getting into the makeover challenge of season 15 and the big is Lucy good or not debate of 2023 <laughs> between me on one side, me four, and our guests, <laughs> Denny Redmond and Erin are on the opposing side. Yeah, we really, we really try to break down. It was a, truly armchair psychoanalyzed Lucy in this episode in a very intense way. It's not as, it's not as simple as the division, but yes, uh, Kian is the Lucy apologist. Um, well, I was so compelled by what happened in Untucked this week. I went and I sent her love on Instagram that she'll probably never read, oh, but I sent nice. it to her to channel my, my energy in a positive way. You know what? I think she will read it. Okay. I think she will read it. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I'll I'll let you know next week if she does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for now, let's welcome to the podcast Denny Redmond. There is a new episode of the workroom out right now on the Sissy That Pod bonus feed, where Erin and I sit down and get our claws into season two of Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Season three, would you watch it? Absolutely, I think so too. Yeah, great. It's- great show and and this is the first i know there's the first season of it but you know that doesn't really count because this is a totally different format but if it's this good the first time they've done it mm-hmm. and we know that that world of wonder is not afraid to like change up formats and like improve things and stuff like yeah as you can hear there we both actually kind of dug it and look forward to another season so here our full recap over on headstuffpodcast.com see you there Hi, I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavanagh. And we have been friends for a very long time. And we regularly solve each other's problems. And now we'd like to solve yours in our podcast, Agony Rants. It's a weekly show where we offer you unwavering support. It's true. And it's the place to go if you need a place to vent or to get thoughtful advice. It's a serious lawsuit waiting to happen. Now, Grode, there isn't a problem that can't be helped by having a comedian and a Eurovision winner dissected before your very ears. Agony Rants is 40 minutes with two friends who just want to listen to you. Neve wants to listen. I dip in and out. Agony Rants has a new episode every Monday and you'll find us wherever you do your listening. Denny Redmond, thank you so much for joining us to see that pod this week. Uh, this week is season 15, The Makeover. How have you found season 15 this far? I've been finding it fantastic. I mean, besides the 40-minute episodes, which no, with no deliberation, which is often my favorite part of the episode mm-hmm. i found it fantastic the 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 standard of queens have has been really strong i have some of my favorite queens to ever grace the stage on this Ooh, go mm-hmm. on i want to hear mm-hmm. like, yeah mistress i yes. um will die for mistress um you have some mistress energy i think like you so uh, you're, you're you're not you're, you're not as 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 bitchy but i feel like you aspire to be for sure for sure I mean the only thing I don't aspire to do is to consistently talk about my eras I mean I think that needs to be put to bed like the era is dead era because look I know what they're doing but I mean the whole point of an era right is a long period of time within Mm -hmm. history so to consistently change that era to me is paradoxical and painful mm-hmm. and Let's I mean swap it with the word moment moment this is mm-hmm. this is my congenial moment this is my mm-hmm. bottom bottoming for five people moment you know mm-hmm. what I mean in a room with um, pastels this week's episode starts off with the queens erasing Selena's salty mirror message mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> guess I got what I deserved you did love you host you yeah. did you were sixth place at best <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think she was just sad about the way it went down. I'm a big Selena apologist, but um, mm. yeah, it was salty. But yeah. What did you think, Denny? What did you think when uh, they go out there and erase that? And Lucy immediately made it about her and said, um, my name was said too, and it sucks. 
Oh my god. <sighs> Fucking Lucy Laduca cannot not let it loose. <laughs> she just can't. It's just such a middle child, which now you know and untucked is the case because her fucking very middle America family were on um, giving her loads of support, which makes sense. Um, I just, yeah, it just felt very um, taking Selena's moment where, you know, Selena didn't have many good moments um, in terms of like competition. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it was kind of shitty. And I mean, I, I don't know, like you have to say a name. And I mean, I, I can never really, I can never really, be there for a queen who is like flabbergasted that they were chosen like who else would they have chosen like who, who was see i interpreted it as lucy empathizing or sympathizing being like mm. i was in that position and i know it's shitty so i can imagine how she's feeling that's fair. i think you're being i think you're very being very kind kian because i think that is what she was trying to present yeah but mm. like the the way to I would have thought that that was just pure empathy if she was like oh I can understand why she would be hurt as opposed to like yeah I this happened to me like they all know that like she's trying to she is she's like I agree with like middle child energy but I would also add like it's also like eight-year-old kid energy and there's a new baby in the house Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> who's getting a lot of attention and maybe like they felt like they didn't get a lot of attention I mean um, you, you yeah. touch on something really which, which is kind of I think the fabric of the episode which is what Lucy says and what she's actually saying which mm-hmm. I often find that like and this is kind of I listened to your last episode and I know you guys were a bit more on her side because I actually had a little, a little more empathy for her last week when it, yeah. Lux and Mistress were or more so Lux was kind of saying, say how you really feel. And I mean, I think there's a time and place like I don't think you always have to say, you know, yeah. word for word what you mean. But Lux I was do... being a bully. It was bully energy. I sure. think it was Lux, Lux's worst moment. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, this episode uh, getting to Lux is actually this episode really endeared me to Lux. For not the reasons you think, for not the reasons you'd think. I just found looks really funny this episode. Mainly mainly because she was for the first time floundering and it kind of endeared me to her. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think this episode um with um Lucy, and I think uh, I think it's more so in, in Untucked, where she's yeah, just I don't know, kind of just being passive, and I can never really vibe with that passive energy. She she also and I mean I'm loving uh for the listeners there there's a there's a there's a visual uh debate brewing because Denny and I think are at the same page with this but I love like Keen's gonna present some apologist arguments which mm-hmm. I which I love but uh, it's skipping ahead a little bit but the moment when Lucy oh uh, yeah well, during the walkthrough how did you feel about um, yeah. being in the bottom over last week oh I didn't give a shit or you know being, yeah. being said I didn't give a shit. Yeah, wow. she yeah she literally said, um, uh, yeah, I didn't mind. Like I did, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> and everyone didn't like, give a shit. Bad. I wrote down the yeah. quote. Oh, yeah. didn't give a shit. Okay, great. Yeah. So, so, so in the in the walkthrough, <laughs> Rue asks how she felt, and Lucy says, "Oh, I didn't give a shit." So th- that's a moment where it's like so clear how um, divisive she is a bit. This is all, mm-hmm. also all through the filter of empathy I have for anyone on reality television, especially reality competition when it's extremely sure. high stakes, where like it must be so hard to be yourself in this moment because obviously mm-hmm. you want to be liked and you want to be what do well in the competition and all your all your shit's laid to bear. Mm-hmm. But that felt like a really not self-aware moment. If I lay my if I lay my case out now for Lucy, mm. last week after our episode, like it felt clear that they were setting up a Lux versus Lucy, if not lip sync, tete a tete this week after you know the who should go home and why. If I'm looking into my crystal ball and telling me what the nor- what the narrative is going to tell me for this week, it was that Mistress was going to win, which was wrong, mm-hmm. and that it was going to be Lux and Lucy in the bottom. So I put up a poll. And Ooh. 71% of people would rather Lux have won this week. Or I said, who do you not want to be in the top four? And 71% said they wanted Lux to be in the top four. Only 29%, including myself, wanted Lucy to be in the top four. Mm. So I kind of felt 
it, the writing was on the wall for her. I because of what the narrative was telling me, mm-hmm. because of what the fans were telling me, and I just found myself on Lucy's side last week. So I went in and I could just tell I was really rooting for Lucy throughout the whole episode. I was just oh. in a way that I wasn't mm. before. Okay. And obviously you guys felt differently. <laughs> and I probably think she did deserve to be in the bottom by a smidge. I thought she did a really good job. Um, but yeah, I suppose I won't jump any further. But that's that was my mindset going into this. was like, okay. okay fellow gay in construction. I know you're very eager. I know you, you've no chill. But I'm rooting for you because Lux was nasty last week. Yes, as a as a as a fellow woman with no chill, I do I do have a lot of. Um, <laughs> I, I I have a, you know there's a lot of space for that. But yes, thank you for laying the groundwork. This is mm. going to be. Oh, I can't wait to tear down that house, Kian. Yeah, I'll, yeah. When you said good job, I was like, okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the mini challenge. We get our annual glimpse at the robot named Norvina from Anastasia Beverly Hills. Yes, uh, I looked up play? her bio. Norvina's bio. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do we know about Norvina? Um, no. I don't, but I have a, a funny little uh, ten things you don't know about Norvina. Um, so I can, <laughs> I can, uh, I can say that afterwards. Yeah. Oh please. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I didn't. So Norvina is uh, Anastasia's daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, her her birth name is Claudia because she was born in Romania, and in Romania, there's a law that you can't name a baby a non-Romanian name. Mm-hmm. So her middle name is Norvina, and she uh, and then they came came over from Romania to Beverly Hills when she was like six years old or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But I thought I thought it was cool that her name is actually Norvina and that she's the president of this company. She's pretty badass. Yeah, I'm sure she's a brilliant businesswoman, and obviously the products are very good. It's just I always remark at like how glam she looks mm. and how little camera presence she has. She's, she's so like, uncomfortable. She doesn't know what camera to look at. Did you no, she's like the makeup's version of Ava Max. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, she doesn't know where to put her hands, and yeah. like, oh, don't, uh, like, oh my god, it was like it was like she was blindfolded, thrown in the back of a van, and then they did that gorgeous look. She looks. A unreal. lovely Marcel she wig. So great. And like, Get out there. Yeah, and then she's like, "What is this body I'm in?" Like her hand. Oh, it's just yeah. Yeah. Well, the delivery of "You better walk that." Yeah, walk I was walk that say, duck walk. Norvina, what score is it? Oh, you better walk those points. <laughs> 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 Dead by the Oh, eyes. bless oh. her. But I do, um, God, I love World of Wonder that they're like, look, they're giving us so much money. You can do whatever you want. Come on, come on. Um, I did a little bit of research. And by that, I just went onto a web page, um, mm-hmm. do my due di- diligence. Um, it's this website called Cafe Mom. And yeah. Oh, my website. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, owned by my babies are coffee beans. <laughs> uh, and um, one of her fun facts was that um, she's never watched an episode of Friends. Um, <laughs> that is not a fun fact. Which really tracks for what she brings um, mm. to the table. Um, I also think it might be because she's a vendetta against New York. You know, she's mm. Beverly Hills. She just mm-hmm. hates, hates the, you know, the East, mm. the Eastern. Well, I must that say, I've only so ever weird. seen three episodes of Friends in my life. Which ones? And I don't have uh, the last one. Okay. <laughs> and then I remember one of Joey playing basketball. And I can't remember the other one. Perfect. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean... Look, like I never think anyone, especially on Drag Race, should brag about having a blind spot in culture. Like yeah, I find that agreed. so lame. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think you'd like it. You'd get, no, you should... I, w- I actually do want to watch it. I mean, yes. I would I would say Friends is very much, I would describe it as Lux would describe Lucy. Seems to be good at what she does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, if Lucy invented drag, then that would be the thing. Like, yeah. So anyway, the game show, let's run through some of the results. So uh, Mistress was the funniest. Lucy was the smartest. Mistress was the shadiest. Mistress was the hairiest. Mistress was the most likely to steal your Anastasia Beverly Hills cosmetics. Correct. Sasha Mm -hmm. was the most likely to steal your man. Lux was the most likely to have a sugar daddy. And uh, for a bonus five points, Lucy was voted the most likely to go home. Mm -hmm. Um, Any surprises there? I mean, kind of like, 
I found it weird that Anitra, and maybe this is just my, I need to like check myself with my anti-Lucy anti lens, but Anitra said that Lucy was the funniest, which I thought was strange only because I haven't seen a relationship between them, but you know, perhaps that's just not something I've seen. Mm. I, 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 I guess it's because she won the comedy challenge, you know, like could have been literally that. Yeah. I think it was light shade. I think it was ladylike shade, like just calling okay. her whole deal funny. You know, I think I think it reflects like I know, I mean, I have such a parasocial relationship with Anitra where I'm like, I know we'd be best friends. <laughs> you know? so, like, like, I think I would also say Lucy is the funniest. It feels like it's just kind of a perspective saying like the, the her whole deal is so funny. And this is also right after. You know, Lucy, like, well, we are going to be going on about Lucy this episode. It's our last chance to, but um, sorry, Kian. But um, like, oh, you wait till next week. <laughs> we did not mention that in the opening, Lucy again mentioned that she felt like she did great in the musical and shouldn't be in the bottom. You know, again, brought that up. And they're all just so used to it. They're like, okay. I'm like I live for Sasha's rolling her eyes in the interviews. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, no. I love Sasha. Uh, so Lucy wins. She gets the most points. She gets to allocate the queens to their teachers, which is an incredibly powerful position in the show. Mm-hmm. Like probably one of the best. Mm-hmm. I would argue and say it's probably more powerful than being able to sign the roles in the musical, um, because you can really mess with somebody up. I would say about Lucy's allocations, the only thing she did wrong is I think she should have chosen another queen to mess over because there has to be, she needs, she should have had two people who she thought would do worse than her so she'd be out of the bottom. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that would have been one, smart. Which, that been which smart. left her exposed being the worst of the other four because she gave them, the other three, the strongest hand. If she mm-hmm. had given Anitra, Miss Reyes, and she'd given Lux, whoever Anitra got, then both of them would have been at a disadvantage and might have been safe. Yeah, I think also, yeah, you're so, you're so right. I hadn't thought of that. Like, and I, I, I think Lucy was also zeroing in on Lux being younger and like uh I don't think I I don't feel like Lux is a naive person but she is younger and it was evident in the interviews mm. that she it, it seemed to take her a while to really try to connect with yeah. Mrs. Reyes I think she immediately was like oh Mrs. Reyes is um, you know, a middle-aged teacher who's a different shape than me. So I don't know how we connect. And it took a while to find out like, no, like all of her kids are queer mm-hmm. and she is um, really up for this. And it was a shame that they didn't connect right away. And yeah. her just like, also like her, you could tell she's also young, like on the, on the teaching moment of it all, when they were walking out on the runway and she just said to her, dance move <laughs> and like oh. as as an arts teacher myself i was like that is so fucking shitty like just yeah. like just go and she's you know she's uncomfortable and like it's like lux remember this woman has been a woman for twice as long as you've been alive so you know like and also looks looks like somebody who things just come so naturally towards mm-hmm. so like to have to come up like it's like her dating be like what do you mean you can't just naturally strut the way i can you know like mm-hmm. having to teach somebody mm-hmm. something that comes so intuitively to her yeah that and great, I th- that, that's a great point sorry mm. no but that's why that's i i won't like I so agree and that's i think yeah i think you're right i think maybe naive isn't the right word but i think like it is a youth like lack of perspective i guess where yeah, she... it's a bit of entitlement. A little is... bit. A but little I think it's bit. coming from a it's coming from kind of an exalt exalted place because I feel like Lux is super naturally talented and does not mm-hmm. realize the naive naivete in that area comes from not realizing that these things don't come as easily to other people. Because I think she I... has an immense amount of natural talent. And I think that's also why she bumps up against Lucy a bit or Lucy bumps up against her. Cause I think Lucy has natural talent, but I think Lucy has had to work harder. Definitely. So yeah, let's talk about these convos. Um, cried again in this episode. Uh, but I, I was, I, I was very grateful to Lucy for the pairings because it was so, this was my favorite family episode, like hands down. Cause sometimes they can make me feel a little uncomfortable because sometimes I think that the Queens are accidentally, condescending Mm -hmm. to their um to their daughters and i just 
I, I loved that they seemed for the most part, really genuinely interested in these women. I loved that they chose teachers that definitely didn't feel like they're from middle America. Like definitely felt like they were like, well, I don't know. This, this is just, you know, generalized American bias, but um, I like that they chose teachers who were drag fans and mm -hmm. were there mm -hmm. to like, be educators who are super loving allies and real and queer and so interested mm. to be there i love that yeah. yeah if anyone loved this episode i really recommend going to watch the prom makeover of season two in canada where they basically mm. took queer mm. kids who couldn't make it to their own prom oh yes i remember oh no yes. i'm gonna like tear up thinking yeah. about that God, I'm yeah such it a was mess. so amazing <laughs> oh. and there's something oh, about that. school oh that no for, yeah, so many sorry. people, especially queer people, it's such a raw time. Yeah. that like I thought that's what really this episode touched so well. And those yeah. conversations. Yeah. It was really cathartic, actually, and I got I could like, mm -hmm. and especially like I saw that with Mistress, like it was just mm -hmm. such a touching moment. And I'm not a tear upper, um, like Aaron, but um, <laughs> or me, I'm a tear upper as well. Sorry. I wasn't gonna say, but it seems like it. Um, <laughs> no, I but I but I, def I definitely felt it like, and it was just. Uh, like that's the conversation as like queer people that you would love to have you know what I mean mm -hmm. to, like sit down with someone and um I don't know just kind of not trauma not trauma dump um I mean I would trauma dump um I would trauma dump till the end of time and make someone deeply uncomfortable but I'm um, I, I like that I like that mistress got that moment um to kind of just I don't know kind of communicate that that wasn't you know that wasn't her experience but she's yeah. so happy that you know the the next generation get that the casting was so good i like that the teachers were teaching all different ages of kids especially mm. like with everything happening with uh with trans rights and queer rights and like having the kindergarten teacher all the way up to the humanities teacher and then obviously like we have this choir teacher who looks like lucy laduca you're like okay that's what's going to happen. But in, I found all the conversations with the teachers lovely, um, except for the first part of the Lux conversation, obviously. Hmm. But then when they, when they were doing the walkthrough and Lucy is talking to um, her teacher, uh, Mrs. Wallace and, and Rue, and Lucy says, we figured out that, you know, she's she's not old enough to be my mom. So it's aunt and niece. And I could see like a micro hurt expression on Mrs. Wallace's face. Like, mm. why is that? Like, it seemed like the, the other queens are like, I'm I'm connecting with you on a yeah. sister level. And then I mean, like, like it is so it is so hard for uh, for women in our current climate with like like uh, I mean just the, the massive industry telling us that we are disposable after 40 or like all the shit that we need to do like you know all the surgery I, I don't know it's just like I don't know um obviously like I or not obviously I'm in my 30s so like it, it, and like being a performer I'm just like so sensitive to that shit and then her her saying just why why do you have to say we figured out she yeah, yeah we, we figured out she she she's she's not old enough to be my mom so it's aunt and he's like who cares yeah why, why why are you it felt like lucy was worried people were gonna think they were the same age or something i don't think that was the case but like that's that it just was like it, it felt like a slight shade or something or like she needed to assert herself in that situation which is so strange like you're yeah. the mentor in this situation. But that's what maybe my, was going to be my point. What uh, like and and I'd like I I think that's such a valid point, Aaron, um, to 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 touch on. But uh, like also aside from that, like she's her drag mom in this moment. Yeah, I know. So why exactly. is she making it? Like why is she changing the the? I'm not changing the um the uh the relationship i guess the i know it's like she was uncomfortable you know i bet Lu how old is lucy do we know how old lucy is i think she's 32 but that's a guess okay okay so so this makes sense to me <laughs> what a oh, specific a guess. guess i know i, I know. think she's 32 but she turns 33 in july but just a guess 
I, she is 32. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Look at that, Danny. So, and she okay. turns 33 in April. So okay, so this makes Happy sense birthday. to me. Yes, I think, you know, at the... At you know 32 one could feel you know it's it's a classic age for being like okay where am I at you know I'm no longer in my 20s now I'm in my 30s early 30s what does that mean so she's probably a bit insecure about her age which she absolutely does not need to be also side note I find Lucy very hot like not in drag because I don't like that prissy like Mm -hmm. like cunt mouth but like I um But like in boy, as a boy, that's I your find drag li- name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Prissy Copeland. Yeah, but I find Lucy so hot. I love like like the tattoos, like and the fa- like Lucy is a gorgeous man. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what that felt like. It felt like Lucy is insecure about people thinking that she's older or something I don't know what one thing I will give Lucy one thing what I did enjoy this episode um I really love the playful um banter between all of the uh like they were cutting up like with um with Lucy. the walk yeah the walk I thought that was really fun and it brought everyone mm-hmm. together um that of was. course looks was not a part of that but everyone else <laughs> certainly um and I, I think she won I think w- w- Mrs. Wallace was her name um L- uh La- Lala Lala yeah. Um, I can never call my teachers by their first name. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. Yes, La La Luzica. Also, also, am I wrong in saying that Lucy is the only one who immediately was like, I'm creating a drag family by making the last name Laduca? Oh, no, Sasha called hers uh, Ferocity Colby. Well, Mm. but she's allowed. Like, she is... (laughs) Because she is a mother, you know. Sasha? Well, they normally normally do take the, the surname. Yeah, Look, all right. I'm, nit- I'm nitpicking could, now, I guess. Sasha could kill every member of my extended family mm-hmm. twice if you could do such mm-hmm. a thing. Come up to my house with their heads and say, I look average at best today. And mm-hmm. I would say, thank you, mother. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I agree. Sasha could do whatever mm-hmm. the goddamn she wants. And she does. Yeah. When they were discussing the uh, backgrounds of the, mm-hmm. the teachers, I... Kaido was curious to know what Sasha's background was, so I looked her up, and I knew it was Hawaii, but apparently it's Hawaii and Irish, so I figured it's oh. uh, Polynesian white. And then I also read that she's spoken about having overcome an addiction to crystal meth. Wow, oh, she's—I mean, that like that's oh, wow. she just has what so much. She projects so much wisdom and just mm. like her chill. That makes so much sense because like she has so much chill and so much time for people. Mm-hmm. And like obviously, like you have to be that kind of a person to be the mother of a of a of a drag house dynasty. Drag yeah. house because she's half Irish. Because she's half Yeah, I automatically have a bias towards people who have over. I mean, this is not unique to me, but like obviously, we like I I hope most people automatically have such a positive bias towards people mm. who have overcome addiction because that shit is so fucking hard. Most difficult and, thing you can yeah. do, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. and meth. 100%. That's classically one of the toughies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I call it a toughie dog. A toughie, yeah. <laughs> I said that's the technical dog, term, yeah. isn't it? That's a toughie drug. That's yeah. A toughie yeah, that's a toughie drug. <laughs> That's a toughie drug. Do we want to take a moment to shout out our favorite teacher before we move on to the runway? Oh my God. Okay. So I have actually kind of a fun story, but I'll keep it super short. I had an, <laughs> shocked to know when I had an English teacher um, called Miss McGonagall, um, who. Oh, was, yeah. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Oh, no. that Was she Professor McGonagall? She was McGonagall. Yes. I mean, oh my God. Can we bleep her name? I think that would be real. If you'd like, yeah. To be, no, That's but just funny. to be cunt. Just to be cunt about it. Just be like, yeah, please. <laughs> well, we'd also have to take care of the Maggie Smith reference as well, because that would be instantly recognized. I think we should leave this entire thing in. <laughs> and then just bleep, bleep the second time you say it, is what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I liked her. She was, she was a good, she was, she was great. I mean, she was terrifying, but she um, seemed to kind of have this love-hate relationship with me in that, like, and mm. nothing I could do was good enough but I had this like very intense like willingness to please her I mean that's a longer conversation about my uh, you are self- at home here <laughs> this is a safe space 
I mean, yeah, she was she's fantastic. She got me into uh, loving literature slightly, um, writing. What age did you have her? As a I had her from so about thirteen. So I had her from first year until sixth year. So I actually had her for mm. six straight years. Um, my own English teacher. Um, but fun story. It's not that fun. But um, I was out with friends in Waterford having a blah and having a blast mm-hmm. in a beautiful <laughs> beautiful cafe drinking um, out of your crystal glasses my crystal glasses um uh crystal glasses. that's all i know about waterford i just picture a, that's a, i just picture a crystal city yeah. yeah if you get a pint of guinness down there it's in waterford crystal like that's just that's yeah. <laughs> and that's a toughy toughy glass um <laughs> toughy, toughy glass crystal um whatever um yeah <laughs> I don't know but anyway I we were chatting about her because it's 10 years since we graduated and we were just were we reading her I don't know let's say we were just playfully um damning her name and lo and behold (laughs) who was right behind us paying but miss um and what was the fun the funniest part was that she totally know she knew like she knew that we saw her but we all just didn't acknowledge it and I felt very uncomfortable. did she hear you I don't this is what we don't know but then okay. she walks out and we're like oh she's gone oh, that was weird anyway lo and behold Gertobin she runs straight back in and says I could have I could have, I could have, like, I, I could have, um, I don't know, I knew it was you the minute I walked in here, but only directed at me. She ignored the other two, which is fun. <laughs> um, and then my friend, being very cringy, was like, oh, Miss McGonagall, it's you. As you can see, we're still friends. And I was like, what? <laughs> Bitch, I think she's aware that we're hanging yeah. out. This isn't like a fucking 10-year reunion. What a sad... Also, I don't think she cares. She certainly but... doesn't care about us. And that was very much by her body language and her actual language. And she just said, well, great to see you. Bye. Um, and I think that was the closure I needed in that relationship. But anyway, yeah. So that was a teacher mm. who, uh, who changed my life. Erin, mm. do you have one? I had, um, when I was in elementary school, I had, there was a librarian, uh, was also an educator named Mrs. Dragon, who kind of, um, like, I, like recognized, I think that I was, a, that I like didn't super fit in though. My superpower as a child was, I did not realize I didn't fit in and I was just like super overly confident, but she like, like I would go after school and just hang out with her and like she would show me art books and we'd draw together and then she entered me in like um oratory competitions which and she like drove me to uh to Sacramento to like go or not Sacramento this is before it doesn't matter she was great yeah I had a physics teacher called Miss Roberts who absolutely loved we got on so well like even as a whole class she always spoke like this i don't know mm-hmm. why it was a real sort of nasally draw because she was like, a physics she... teacher <laughs> you have to isn't that one of the electives that you have to take as a science major <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but she was so unimpressed by everything like in that sort of like mm. almost miranda priestly way which was just like okay mm. and i she'd always like <laughs> phrase some of her like <laughs> she'd always get so dramatic if we weren't getting it like i always remember she was like and why is it like this and we were like because it's a superconductor oh yes i do love like passionate teachers like that also i would watch the hell out of a show that was miranda Priestley as a high school as a physics, <laughs> physics teacher, teacher. Physics, yeah. oh. can i just say really quick that when i was in high school we had a biology teacher um in the ninth grade when i was 13 who had just won miss california and in her oh, yeah. yeah in her speech uh, she had said that she was a science teacher. So like in her reign as Miss California, she was like, I'm going to do one year of science. Um, and as you could probably guess, like the winner of Miss California, um, that whole class was just boys just like hiding their boners. Like literally, yeah. like it was just uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Let's move okay. on to the runway. Uh, first of all, Rue looked great. Was oh like, my god! Almost like yes, an off Burberry dress. I had this outfit in high school. Um, I did not look as good in it, but yeah, no, I loved it. Michelle Visage also looked unreal 
yeah and i loved yeah. the low v and you could see like the the scars of her you know mm. breast removal. Yeah. yeah she's making me um, want to get like a sternum tattoo like her and anitra yeah. with the sternum tattoos yeah i think sasha and veracity colby both mm. in a gorgeous floral magenta print Yes. Yes, and they uh, they used the padding, which mm. I loved, uh, and was pointed out. Um, but yeah, the material looks great. Their hair looks great. Um, doesn't doesn't Frosty look like Renee Elise Goldsberry, who is in Hamilton, and she was she's one of the um, I was about to say uh, the Snyder sisters, not Peggy. Uh, no, oh, I do know her. She does actually. She looks very like her. Yeah, oh. she's in Girls Five Ever. She's, uh, yeah, she's 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 great. But yeah, they they look great. And mm. um, yeah, for my money, and I think this was said already. She's the, uh, I think she she was the best queen. I think so. I think Ferocity really just stood on her own. And I loved that um, Sasha kind of gave her that space to do so. This mm-hmm. is, you know, this is obviously Sasha's like bread and butter. She is a fantastic drag mother. Um, yeah. and, and you can see that. And like to touch on the um, the padding, I thought that was such a great, I think that was really good gameplay by Sasha. Um, mm-hmm. What I've really loved about Sasha is how subtly she's changed things up. Like, mm. and specifically in this challenge, um, I think this challenge is basically a branding challenge. And I think... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. And I mean, so because I know that, you know, there might have been the slight bit of critique that she hasn't shifted so much from her aesthetic. But I mean, when it's a clear POV and when she can do subtle changes here and there, I think that that is kind of the ultimate. That's the sweet spot. Absolutely. For me, me, I think, you know, I know they said that Anitra and Mistress were the top two um, this episode, but I don't know. I I think, I I know it's a hard one because I think a lot of people did very well this week, but I think Sasha was up there. I thought this was solid. I agree. Yeah, I really thought she was going to win. And like Mm -hmm. on the branding thing, like I think, well, I yeah, you're so right. It was great gameplay. And also there was just such a sense of fun there. Mm. Like she immediately seemed like she was so up for genuinely collaborating with this woman who was excited. Like there wasn't, I mean, you would totally, I would totally forgive and understand nervousness that we often see in these challenges, which the the poor like like makeover subject has to kind of endure like their queen being super nervous uh, because they are worried about getting eliminated. But there was just like such a sense of fun there. And Mm. this, this look, you know, Sasha does a lot of super deconstructed kind of what's the word I'm looking for, like cut, cut fabric looks and stuff. But this, this feels different, but it also feels very Sasha and the hair and makeup is great. Yeah. Last week I said I wanted to see Sasha in again, and here she is in again. So I was happy with that. Yes. Too. So is that good? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Next All up right. is Lucy and Lala, and, and like yeah. I mean, family resemblance here. Like when we yeah. first saw Lala, I thought it was Lucy. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's the exact same makeup. The the it's interesting how the like uh, the well here we'll talk about the the look. So. It is, and I'm going to try to not be super shady because, um, and look, hot, hot take. And I know that this isn't right. This is my least favorite look of the season, honestly. Like I would take anything over this. I'm just like so allergic to this pattern. Um, but the, to me, and I'm so You really are a Selena apologist. <laughs> Look, yeah. I know I know that this is better than a lot of Selena's looks, but I just really don't like the look of this. Like the mm. the material, and I'm interested to hear what you, what you guys think it's giving. But to me, it is giving '90s patio furniture, and the dress the the it's like the oh, she she has Lala. Is it Lala or just Law? Uh, no, Lala no, of course it's not Law. <laughs> Though Lala Duca would be funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Lala is in a, um, a satin, like, a swing dress. Um, mm. Or it's it's kind of like, uh, what is that? What is that cut? It's almost like a... It's like uh, a nighty almost kind of mm. cut. 
Yeah. Well, I think that's a material. So it's like a very cheap sateen material and mm. it is giving Halloween Wonder Woman costume, like the not the the look of it, but just the quality of the material or yeah. like someone dressing like a like a boxer going to the ring like I, yeah but like looking at their their mouths I, mm. I was like oh is lucy like because i've always thought it was very purposeful like kind of the prissy cunt mouth yeah <laughs> i always thought that was kind of on purpose but maybe it's just that she doesn't have a lot of real estate in between her nose and her mouth right i liked this i liked the cut of the dresses i more so like lucy's than i did lala's what do you I like, like she okay sorry <laughs> explain expect i like the cut of the dress like it gives me i think of christina aguilera in the Candyman video this sort of like almost nautical dress look that's kind of like okay. 1920s the the bow gives me sort of nautical feel to it the u neck uh and i think it goes well with the tattooed arms because it's it, it ties into the kind of sailor motif then I don't really like either of the blazers, but I appreciate that she put the kind of blazers there to tie each other's dress for each other. I don't really love Lal- the, the, the cut of Lala's dress as much. And yes, I agree. The fabric doesn't look great. Yeah, I, it's, it's the same. It's the same cut. It's just fitting looser. And I also think they were better constructed garments than Anitra's and Mistress's. So I gave her points to that. I thought she, the family resemblance was 100% there. I didn't love the pattern. It was oh. giving me the opening credits of Saved by the Bell. But I appreciated its distinctness. And, uh, you know, I felt, I don't know if it was essay on brand, but it certainly stood out. This I mean, is so much easier to make than the Anitra thing. Yeah. I mean, and this is the same kind of, yeah, sorry, go on. No, but I, I like, but here's what I will say, like a mistress made hers. Like Lucy didn't make hers. Lucy brought. Her. I thought she did make hers. I don't think she did. See, I I think she I think she did because she says and untucked as she was leaving. You know, I think I did a better job of my garments than okay. because you know mistress just made out of stretch fabric, whatever. Because because it, it's not explained. Because some seasons they do and some they don't. Because like, and you can it, tell like, that they brought them from home. Yeah, which yeah. I yeah. personally don't. I, I it's a hard challenge enough because you have to literally put someone in drag for the first time. But I do kind of like the reactiveness of oh I have to make a. Like, like a dress and like create a silhouette for you that will work for you rather than mm-hmm. oh I've it's kind of like um a few episodes ago when Lucy was doing like the racer look when it felt very much like I'm gonna put a character on something I just brought versus oh I'm meeting the challenge this person um mm-hmm. would so I think if, if if it is the case that she actually made it then I would give her more points for it it doesn't it looks ugly but at least there is a point of view. Um, I yeah. think the I think the satin um the satin jacket uh looks very Christmassy. Um, it just doesn't kind of go for me. And yeah, the shoes on Lala um are a hate crime. I think this woman definitely needs mm-hmm. like severance or something because she was done d- dirty. But I will say <laughs> her mug and her hair is is flawless. Mm. And I think and I do agree yeah. with the judges. The the on stage presentation was a bit meek. And mm. yes, and also like if she if she did make these looks my my suspicion is that like she that she made lala's looks but if she did make the looks i think it's she should have put the teacher in the patterned thing because it is more flattering Mm -hmm. um but also with their with their choreography we you know Lucy t- took off her jacket and had that moment. I- I'm assuming that Lala didn't want to take off her jacket because maybe she was insecure about her arms. But if that's the case, then don't do that. Do something else. It looks so weird that she was doing that and Lala wasn't. I mean, and, and that that's kind of my point is that I do feel like Lucy was trying to take center stage and that's just the hidden challenge. It is the, this is their moment. And I, I feel like, Lucy wasn't checking in with Lala as much as, you know, Mist- we'll get to Mistress, but that performance to me was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. That was fabulous mm-hmm. teamwork. And I feel like this team just didn't have that. Mistress and Madam Fang. Um, these it. two, when oh. they tur- walked to the back of the runway, put their hand on the frame and turned around. I, I was like, that's it. She's got it one. Yeah. yeah. So they're both wearing these like velour sunset Boulevard esque gowns, um, giving Mae West, giving Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like mistress is in this, uh, like very light blue, almost with like teal ish color with the blonde wig. And then she made 
um, was it Madame Tang or Madame Thang? Fang. Yeah, Madame Thang. Mm. It made Madame Thang the the kind of like dark sister, which I think is the more fun role that she gave yeah. to her. And immediately I'm thinking, oh, okay, there we have like a Wicked Witch of the West, Wicked Witch of the East, glam version. Yeah. Like it's 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 giving so much story. This is fantastic. And I love um, Madame Thang's feet, like her brows. They're so like mm-hmm. arched and it's very Mae West and they refer to that. Um, and I mean, like like you were saying with uh, Lala, you know, uh, I don't know who that woman was. I know exactly who Miss Thang is and who mm-hmm. Mistress is. Um, they are those up to no good sisters that you want to mm-hmm. talk to, but at a distance because they'll take everything from you but you'll mm-hmm. want more. Um, and, that, <laughs> and I mean, and like talk about giving Miss Thang, like she served at the end of that runway, that look, yes. like that was performance. And I think, I think actually Mistress won it for me this whole week. Uh, Lux then was up next with Asia Azul, aka Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. guys, she really does look like Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> In this electric blue and peach moment, like, th- yeah, this was bad. I don't think, like, yeah, you know, obviously they both look good, but like just there was no synchronicity between the two of them. And even like Lux's look is so basic in terms of mm-hmm. it being three pieces of fabric tied together with five knots, as Michelle said. I am um <clears throat> spellbound by the thick cummerbund that she's wearing around her waist, <laughs> which know. is like cinching her and it's just like wow like how metal skinny belt are you thing. and then yeah. um asia is in a like a long sort of mermaid gown which is in electric blue with the peach in uh, peach uh what do you call the inside of the cape uh, i can't remember the word for it but yeah lining inside lining exactly lining. yeah like yes. her this dress looks gorgeous on her like she did uh-huh. she made her daughter look so so beautiful but even just like mm. i was so confused by the wigs like why did lux not like lux usually has like really killer wigs right yeah and that wig it was not it like except why last not? week when she borrowed the wig off oh yes which is, uh, michelle and kelly that, that sharp sharp bowl cut i will die on that hill it worked why not have even just like the same texture hair mm. like lux is wearing yeah. like a more sort of like like natural like kind of fallen out curl look that's not really doing her any favors but like like um uh what was her name? Asia Azur. Azul, yeah. Asia Azul, like, is wearing, uh, has just like blown out, slick, silky locks. Like, it's just if if she was if they even if they just had the same wigs or something, like, yeah, it's confusing. Mm. Finally, then was Anitra and Electra, who were both wearing mm. lovely pink and black velvet. It's giving gymna- gymnast Olympics. Mm. Uh, yeah, I and they both like... have almost like a yin yang, um, like mm-hmm. swirl down the chest and everything. And yeah. we have one leg, and then they, yeah, there's like a belt that attaches to the wrist. Like mm. I, as far as this l- look goes, like not my favorite aesthetic, but it mm. is a Nitra, and also yeah. like the craftsmanship of it is very good. That was really hard to make but my issue with yeah. this is it's very similar to what she's been wearing the last few weeks yeah and I kind of said yeah. last week she's veering into Bosco territory of, of kind of wearing basically the same silhouette every week Um, so mm-hmm. I kind of wish we know if she was making a dress we know how well she made that gown a few yeah. weeks ago I know give us yeah. both gowns I would have much preferred I th- that I mean and I think um, that's the I think that's the issue like this is the kind of the trap in this challenge is that like I said, it's a branding challenge. Like it, it, you want, well, that's the you want the, yeah. you want the Anitra experience. Yeah. Her track record has shown that she hasn't, you know, diversified it up. Like mm-hmm. if you compare that to Sasha, like, like you said, Sasha wore a gown, Sasha did padding, but it was still very Sasha. Like I, that's yeah. still a Sasha Colby moment. Um, I like this look. I think mm. the craftsmanship is very apparent. They connected um, their choreo, which was really kind of defined, um, she served it to me. Just <laughs> I did think it was, yeah, I, I thought it was so cute. Did you notice like Electra just had her hand up kind of the whole time? Like yeah, it wasn't yeah, until yeah. the end that she was like, oh yeah, I can move this hand. Like until then she was just <laughs> kind of walking out like she was 
in Hunger Games, like <laughs> presenting a tribute until like the very end. Um, yeah, this was like a third place for me. This was like this was definitely high, but it it wasn't the winner for me. Uh, I personally, and you'll hate this, thought this was more mm. or less neck and neck with Lucy's. I do hate that. No, that's <laughs> that, that's like no, I'm gonna know- drop out, yeah. drop off the call. Um, <laughs> let's jump to untucked for a bit because there's a bit that really kind of unsettled me um so lucy is sitting between lux and mistress and um yeah lucy's kind of reveals that you know she did choose that person for lux because lux was mean about her last week and lux kind of doubles down on it and i can't even know exactly how it, go- it, it unfolds exactly but there comes a point where like uh you know Lu- lucy's like you called me you know unoriginal and lucy's like i don't think you're unoriginal i just think in the, <laughs> in yeah, the context of this competition oh, you've yeah. got nothing yeah, new to yeah. say and i was like but that's the same thing yeah and then mistress chimes in and goes well do you think this is unique and to, to, to Lux and Lux goes no and then Mistress turns to Lucy and goes do you think this is unique and Lucy's like yeah I do and they're like okay just interesting and that really triggered me to a moment right when I was a teenager and these two of these people who I thought were my friends basically you know I went to go hang out with them mm. and they both turned to each other and was like and said you know what's the first word that comes into your head when you see Keen and they both went puff and there was something oh. just about that bullying moment that just really rang true to me to that moment. And I really had a lot of sympathy for Lucy because mm. I could just imagine. And then like, even like Sasha and Anitra weren't perpetuating, but they were kind of just not really standing up for anybody. And they were like, mm. we can see how like tense Lucy's getting. And I was like, I'd say she is because she feels really, really picked on in that moment, mm-hmm. I'm sure. It because, is very like, cruel, like, talk, like talking about someone like they're not there in a... Yeah, right yeah. in front of them. Like, do you think Very the look cool. was good? No, I just, I felt, and I think, you know, and even Lucy says this as she goes, which is like, I think I let the queens get into her head too much. And I think that's a huge aspect of why she's come across as poorly as she has at times, which mm. is she's been sort of sent into this frazzle of trying to defend herself and has kind of overcorrected it too much to end up coming across as prissy cunt face or like, the thing that's jarring us about her is that she's too try hard and I think she feels she needs to be try hard because she's been constantly undermined by these two the whole time mm. yeah yeah. I, yeah I can I can see that I, I mean I definitely can relate to um feeling like a, like a group of peers don't like you or don't like I've definitely been there where I, with a group of peers where I felt like they don't like something about me or find me annoying in some some sort of way and then it's really hard to like pull yourself out of that. I think what what tends to happen is you tend to like kind of double down on that on that thing or try harder, which is like the opposite. the 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 thing I will say is like, not that that can't happen when you're adult an adult, but all of those memories of doing that, you know, I, you know, aren't in my thirties. Um, but because I did like the thing with Lucy, I think the thing that the reason why they keep on having these arguments is that, you know, she does when they, I watched the beginning of Untucked, I wasn't able to watch all of it, but like when they first go into the room, you know, she's bitter that she doesn't think she should be in the bottom. And it just comes back to this thing of like, you know, there are five of you, you know, like a little less than half of you are going to be in the bottom too. And inherently by saying I shouldn't be in the bottom, you're implying that someone else should and it's just like like that's always going to rub people the wrong way and then they're always going to be defensive about that and that defensiveness is going to result in an insult towards you so you're just not just not helping yourself there but I do think that that is very cruel I agree that's very cruel and uncool and I think that mistress is better than that I don't think mistress actually feels that way and I don't like seeing her like engage in those moments I think Lux doesn't realize how I think Lux is more insecure than than mistress and has a higher propensity for actually being cruel at this moment in her life I think it's just reading the room as well like in that specific situation like it's high intensity like Mm -hmm. like looks like not looks um Lucy knows like the writing on the wall because there's a real poignant moment I think where like I do see like a real like 
like a crack of like Lucy knowing what's about to take place because they ask, you know, do you, who, do you think you're going to be Lux? And she gives the honest answer of, I don't know. And then Lux mm-hmm. retorts, I'm sending her home. And I do, and I don't think that's necessarily Lucy saying, I don't think I'm capable of, you know, fighting against Lux, Lux mm-hmm. but I do think that it's her saying, acknowledging that, you know, this may be the, this may be how, this storyline was meant to go or I, I know mm-hmm. that this is probably my last episode and I think that is really that is sad and I and I think they should have in that moment especially like I, I don't want to uh, get looks off the hook or anything because it like she shouldn't have been like so pointed at this time I know she's in the bottom to herself but you know you need to be a bit more considerate but I do think that for the wider room there just should have been an acknowledgement that yes she's a lot yes like like maybe don't go into the room with the energy of I shouldn't be in the bottom um but like she's clearly in the bottom and you know I think she's going home so maybe just give her space to vent this mm-hmm. last time and then you know uh yeah what will happen because yeah. even mistress yeah. goes oh did it all go the way you wanted to go she was like yeah it did or like well you're in the bottom so kind of got yeah. you know it's like well, yeah. well why did you ask her that it was a trick question because yeah. usually usually a top five i find on took like very uninteresting and that like not not in a like uh, well, usually they're just congratulatory yeah they're kind of just like it's the end it's like because like I don't know what's happening next week with the top four to top three but usually this stage I know last season was different and um, they're in a top five but like they're yeah they're like yeah it's the top four next it's like the last episode so you know whatever happens tonight girls we did it we we, we, we solidified and this didn't feel like that we also had a video from Kerry Colby who had either just had a whole lot of Harry bow or coke or something because <laughs> Wait, she who? was a mile a minute with the with the, with, with the words and you then we got a video honey from this honey like she was yeah, yeah that was intense we had a video from Lucy's family which was the first time I cried in this episode I thought it was just really nice oh. um how like you know see her reaction and her family and you know how proud of her they were and then obviously it was like a really tense episode and then a really high emotional episode and then the perfect breaking of the tension was just as Lucy's fin- sister finished speaking the dog on her lap sneezed really loudly oh my God, and I just watched, shattered uh, the tension which was like funny so Anitra wins uh, to I guess our surprise and Lucy and Lux are in the bottom yeah. too Lux and Lucy lip sync to For the Girls by Kaylee Kiyoko the guest Great judge song. yeah look I think Lux won the lip sync yeah. but I Lux yeah I, sorry wasn't she wasn't as good as I thought she'd be really I I loved it you didn't like it but break it down I mean I uh Danny it frequently happens where like I'll like I'll watch something I'll be like that's amazing and then everyone's like no Aaron it actually wasn't but (laughs) average um, I I didn't maybe I had lower expectations I don't know maybe yeah well like just because she was like I'm gonna tear her to shreds and just the higher standards. I definitely think she beat Lucy, but like it all sort of felt a bit wild and uncontrolled, sort of flailing. It was, wild, yeah. it it was a bit you know. flaily, um, which I don't think the song necessarily catered for. But I do think, yes, I she definitely bet looks. I don't think looks really managed to, um, yeah, to kind of perform the song very. I mean, Lucy. I'm uh, sorry, Lucy. God, yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Let Lucy to a Lucy stand. There you go. I, oh I my mean, God, Lucy Lu- is the winner of RuPaul's Drag. <laughs> is it, like, am I misremembering, or does Lucy perform every song like she's lip syncing Celine Dion? Like yeah, every like, song. And it's I, the wide-eyed Broadway ingenue. That's the character. Yeah, she every like there's sync. a spotlight there on her. I mean, mm-hmm. I forgave the the flaily Muppet of Lux's performance because mm. I thought like conceptually it was like Animal from the Muppets that's yeah. exactly who it was <laughs> like, <laughs> playing the drums yes but game move wise showing the judges like I am going to fucking yeah. fight for this like I feel like she was prioritizing breaking her body and showing how much she yeah. desperately wants this over matching the song and she was just pulling out all her tricks which she could do because she hasn't lip synced yet Exactly. It's a really good time to have your first lip sync, I think. Well, Denny, thank you so much for joining us on the pod today. Uh, if people have enjoyed your musings, where can they go for more? 
Um, I mean, you can certainly follow me on Instagram at Denny Redmond dot Denny, uh, Denny Redmond. <laughs> Denny Redmond dot com Instagram. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Denny is such a funny pr- performer, improviser, live performer. So if you're in London and you book any character shows uh, and uh, improv, all that stuff, if you have a live panel show, uh, Denny, Denny's the girl. So reach out. I'm surprised it's only going to be a top three next week. That is a twist. And it makes me, me excited too. for the me finale too. in terms of like how, mm. what the format's going to be. Yeah, I always do like, like I, I always kind of like it when they're safe and they all get to go for their happiness in the moment. But it's just kicking it down the road, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. So I agree. I'm, I'm glad it's... We're so close to yeah, the finale. Yeah, it's, it's really gone so fast and uh and and guest co-hosting mm. has gone so so quickly but yeah it's 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 gone so quickly or i'm gonna be really sad when the when the show is over in the meantime though uh thank you so much for listening as always and sticking with us head over to our instagram where we'll be posting some polls i want to hear your thoughts on the mm-hmm. season uh check out mob theater dublin yeah on mob yeah. theater.ie yeah we have sketch writing Ooh. classes tv writing classes come on down come on down. <laughs> and we have shows every thursday uh, at wigwam in dublin yes. yeah yeah definitely go along if you're in the dublin area until then have a lovely week and we'll see you love you bye, bye. this show is part of the head stuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. My name is Erin and I love Lucy Loduco.